Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The book of Acts gives us the details of three separate missionary journeys that the Apostle Paul made, taking the gospel to places where it had not yet gone, winning souls, starting churches, and helping believers grow. Of the three journeys, most believers would be most familiar with the fruit of Paul's second missionary journey. That's not to say that his second journey was any more important or more successful than the other two but simply that the results of his second journey are more commonly known to a majority of Christians. For example, it was on Paul's second journey that young Timothy joined his missionary team. On his second journey, Paul established churches in the cities of Philippi, Thessalonica, and Corinth, and he introduced the gospel to the city of Ephesus. In those efforts alone are the roots of eight of Paul's epistles. Paul's experiences from Philippi to his arrival at Corinth were quite adventurous. In Philippi, he was beaten and imprisoned for preaching the gospel. Then, a midnight earthquake led to his release and to the jailer and his family getting saved. Next, Paul, Silas, and Timothy went to Thessalonica, and they preached and won souls there for just three weeks when a group of Jewish zealots started a riot and ran them out of town. Paul and his team fled to Berea, where they were serving the Lord in peace and great power. People were gladly receiving the message and getting saved, until the same men who had caused trouble in Thessalonica came to stir things up in Berea. The new believers in Berea urged Paul and his men to leave for their own safety. But when Paul realized that it was him they were after, he had Silas and Timothy stay in Berea while he slipped out of town. Paul misled his pursuers so that they lost his trail, and he arrived alone in Athens. Paul preached one of history's most famous sermons in Athens, but he saw little lasting fruit there. He sent word to Silas and Timothy to meet him there in Athens. And when they arrived, Paul sent Timothy back to Thessalonica to check on the church there, and he sent Silas back to Berea to check on the church there. Paul himself traveled to Corinth, where Silas and Timothy would eventually meet him. And while he was waiting for them, Paul began to introduce the gospel to the people of Corinth. The city of Corinth had a horrible reputation. Many historians have compared Corinth to Sodom, and others have called it Vanity Fair, referring to the notoriously wicked city described in Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Corinth was certainly a city in desperate need of the gospel, but at the same time, preaching the gospel there was undoubtedly an intimidating challenge for any servant of the Lord to face alone. Paul had recently entered the city of Athens alone with little positive response. Should he expect the same minimal results here? Very soon after Paul's arrival, the Lord gave him a huge blessing. He met a Jewish couple who were fellow believers in Christ and who were also new in town. And on top of all that, they made their living in the same trade as Paul did. They were tent makers. The man's name was Aquila and his wife's name was Priscilla. Over time, Paul would develop a strong friendship with this godly Christian couple. And especially in these early days in Corinth, they provided him with companionship that he was sorely lacking. Paul went right to work, attending synagogue on the Sabbath, reasoning with both the Jews and the Gentiles who gathered there. 
He presented thought-provoking questions that generated discussion among his hearers. They didn't know who he was, but his Jewish garments were decorated with credentials that automatically generated respect in any synagogue. So even though his ideas were new to them, they tolerated his words because of his religious rank. But when Silas and Timothy arrived in Corinth, Paul felt burdened that it was time to shift from reasoning to testifying. And when he did, things began to explode. Many of the Jews present blasphemed the name of the Lord with their reactions to Paul's teaching. So, Paul announced that he would not be returning to the synagogue, and he began to hold his services right next door in the house of a man named Justice. In spite of all of the turmoil, the chief ruler of the synagogue, Crispus, and all of his family were saved and baptized, followed by many other people of Corinth. And it was about that time that the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision one night. Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. As a result of God's reassuring words, Paul stayed and served in Corinth for a year and a half. The church in Corinth would endure some great difficulties, defeats, and victories in the years that followed. But even Paul had no way of knowing that this church would be a tool in the hand of the Lord to teach Christians throughout the church age vital truths about divisions in the local church, about marriage, about Christians suing Christians, about spiritual gifts, about Christian love, about the resurrection, about forgiveness, about giving, and about so many other matters. The painful lessons that the church in Corinth had to learn have provided instruction to millions of Christians for the last 2,000 years. God had a great, enduring purpose for Paul to fulfill in that wicked city of Corinth. Christian, if you'll follow the Lord where He leads you, He will fulfill His purposes through you. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.